This is a podcast from BFM 89.9, the business station. Hi, you're tuning to Open for Business. I'm Hanif Baharudin, guest hosting today's special episode that will be talking to a business outside the Klang Valley, specifically a car dealership called Indasari Automobile based in Kuala Terengganu. Contacts a bunch of producers here in BFM were sent to Terengganu and Kelantan ahead of the state elections to learn more about what life is like in these states, politically and otherwise. And we took this opportunity to also speak to Indasari Automobile to find out what it's like to run a car dealership business in Kuala Terengganu and what's the market like there. I paid a visit to their dealership in Kuala Terengganu and spoke to the father and son duo Kenny Teo, Group Managing Director, and his son Kenneth Teo, the CEO. Uh, okay, my my name is Kenneth. Um, I'm from Indasari Automobile. Uh, I'm the general manager for our new state group of companies. Uh, good morning. Uh, I'm Kenny Teo, Teo Tichit. Actually, uh, Kenneth is the CEO of the group. Okay, I'm uh, chairman. Okay. Uh, yeah. uh, so, mostly, most of the things now... Kenneth is the one who handles the thing. So I'm just duduk uh, penceng-penceng and then uh, give some advice. So ah, most of them, Kenneth and the siblings are handling the whole operation now, mostly. Okay, uh, all right. So but, but technically you're still around lah just to monitor uh, and pantau uh, sikit. I, I like to be around. <laughs> <laughs> I like to be around because uh, otherwise uh, you are the rumah pun uh, if you are at home also it's uh, very boring so I like to mix with people I like to go have coffee chit chat and all those things uh, unless they have uh, katakan uh, something for me to solve or something for me to advise then uh, I come in uh. so mostly they will upon the name They, they will run the show. Do you okay. like having your dad around? <laughs> yeah, of course. Uh, you know, is uh, is uh, I would like it to be like you know having this uh, you know cedar tree. You know, <laughs> the ever present, sturdy. You know, someone that we can always talk to uh, where whenever we are not sure. Mm. Yeah. Does that add some pressure to you, though? You know, day to day. You know that in the different office. So like monitoring, hovering? Uh, I won't say pressure. Mm. Uh, I think the most difficult part, of course, being part of the family business is, you know, is you're trying to separate work and family, right? So, so of course, having your dad as your boss, you know, is sometimes he, the, the relationship get fuzzy. So mm. at what point is he the boss? At what point is the father? You know, so yeah. Mm. All right, I'm going to start from the beginning. So let, let's talk about uh, the starting of Indasari Automobile and, and and maybe perhaps you can also reflect on how much the industry has changed since then. Yeah, maybe, yeah, Kenny, maybe, yeah, it'd be a great person to talk about this. Oh, yeah, actually, we started off with uh, New State Motors. Mm. New State Motors is one of the first uh, dealers for Proton in uh, whole Malaysia, actually, for Trunganu. So when we started, it, it was under E.ON that time. So... It's a different setup. Eon is just a distribution, whereas Proton produce the car, Eon will distribute the car. Mm. So as it evolves, it comes uh, under, apa benda now, 
proton itself, edaran proton. So at that time when uh, it started off, uh, when Indasari uh, took over the the proton dealership, that time they don't sell the whole range of cars. We only sell the proton Satria and the proton Vira Aeroback. Mm. Only two models. Mm. Was there a reason why you only sell two models? Uh, because that time, Eon is uh, also holding the franchise. Mm. So Eon sells the whole thing. Eon will sell the Iswara, the Vira, the Sedan, uh, all those uh, the other cars. Whereas uh, this uh, Proton Eda at that time sells only the two models. So eventually then uh, they evolve, they merge the whole thing and then sells the whole thing. We also start to merge uh, up, uh, New State and Indasari together into Indasari, just selling the Proton products. Mm. Uh, and this was years ago, right? Uh, this was uh, 1985. Uh, 1985 is when we started But the merge happened probably 2000, yeah, I think 2002, yeah. 2003, yeah. yeah right. And I understand that uh, you don't sell only Proton, you sell other, other, other cars as well, right? Oh yeah, we have, uh, in fact, when uh, I first started, we sell a lot of other models. Hmm. We were doing uh, Nissan, uh, uh, we were doing Toyota. We gave up Toyota, we gave up Nissan because that that time, uh, due to circumstances, it was not profitable. Mm. Then uh, then we took in uh, Prudua, then we took in uh, Mitsubishi. Mitsubishi. Yeah. So, so now currently you have Proton, uh, Prudua and Mitsubishi. Yeah. Okay. Uh, let, let's go back to, to even... The beginning again. What got you into the car dealership business? You know, why cars specifically? Actually, this is a family business. Mm. My late father started off as a workshop proprietor. Mm. He's not a foreman, but he runs the workshop. So getting all the foremans uh, and all that, uh, he runs a workshop. So from the workshop, he started off with uh, becoming something like a broker for new cars. That time was uh, Morris Minor, Ford, and all that. So taking cars from uh, Kotabaru, because those days, uh, selling new cars is very exclusive. Mm. Selling new cars very exclusive. And then uh, the dealers in uh, town, uh, they are very stingy. They don't let you sell. So we need to take from other states the, to sell. Mm. Then uh, eventually evolves into selling uh, Land Rovers and all those things. Until around uh, 1980s or something like that. Oh, then we were doing Volkswagen. We were doing Volkswagen, uh, a Volkswagen for Champion Motors. So these Champion Motors, they got the, the whole group, uh, Champion, uh, Champion Motors, they got Borneo Motors selling Toyota, then they have uh, selling Bedfords, all these uh, Oshot Motors, uh, the whole group. So the one of, when we were doing Volkswagen that time, when we were doing Volkswagen that time, one of the Borneo Motors uh, Director approaches 
through a recommendation from a friend, approach us. Uh, why don't you start uh, a Toyota dealership in uh, College Trungano? And then it becomes a very spontaneous. It's a very spontaneous uh, interview. He just called, oh, I'm in uh, with a Kelantan uh, dealer. Uh, can you come over to, at that time was Murni Hotel, Kota Baru. At that time he called me, it was about noon. Uh, I'll be around uh, in uh, about 8 o'clock for dinner and all that. So I just took a car, went down. And that time I was about 20 something only. Mm-hmm. And then my father said, hey, you go, you go, you go. So I just go. <laughs> mm-hmm. So but still green, uh, all those things. But just go, chit chat with him. So uh, what he says is very simple. Yeah. Uh, you want to take up the dealership? So at that time, I got no choice. I see the prospect in Toyota at that time. Mm. So I said, okay, go ahead. But you need to give up Volkswagen. Wow. <laughs> okay. okay, you mm. need to take, uh, give up Volkswagen. Uh, that is a very tough decision. Mm. So I said, no choice. Can we get two? No, no, no. Only one. So I said, okay. On the spot, I don't know what happened that day. I just said, okay, we give up Volkswagen. We'll take Toyota. Mm. But... I need to get approval from my father first. Mm. So came back, my father says, up to you. So I said, yep, because I still think the opportunity is still in Toyota. Mm. So we went into Toyota, mm. wrote a letter to uh, Champion Motors. Then the, also the director was there. Champion Motors called me and said, are you sure? You are giving up uh, Volkswagen. Yeah, we are taking over Toyota because that time Toyota was on the uh, on the way up, mm. and then Volkswagen was stagnant. Eh? You know, mm. Volkswagen with the two door, all those mm. uh, very difficult to sell. Yeah. So we just gave up like that, mm. and then from there uh, Toyota, and we were quite lucky in the sense that Toyota keeps on selling. Mm. It, it comes up at uh, that time Toyota was selling very well mm. together with Nissan and all that yeah. uh, so it starts from there that was Kenny Teo Group Managing Director of Indasari Automobile together with his son the CEO Kenneth Teo we're going for a short break more after this stay tuned this is Open for Business on BFM 89.9 Being first matters. BFM 89.9. BFM 89.9, you're tuned into a special episode of Open for Business. I'm Hanif Baharudin, and joining me on the show today are Kenny Teo and Kenneth Teo. They're from Indasari Automobile, a car dealership business that's based in Kuala Terengganu. We've been learning a bit about their history and experience in the car industry there and we're going to pick up from where we left off as well as learn more about the kind of demand from consumers there. So now you're selling uh, Proton, Produa and Mitsubishi um, focusing on, on, on these, these three brands. Um, do, you, do you notice that perhaps these three brands are more popular here in Kuala Terengganu? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. These are the brands that are popular. Uh, as you know, uh, Produa is the number one selling car in uh, Malaysia. Mm-hmm. Proton is the number two. 
Mitsubishi for the 4x4 for, for the uh, we call it the foreign cars uh-huh. it's, it's not bad they are I think uh, number 2 Three non-national. Uh, number three non-national. Hmm. Number three non-national. Uh, I, does that depend also on the kind of usage for 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 the people here? I assume Mitsubishi they're probably leaning more towards the pickup trucks because want to bring it to the beach, something like that. Is, is, yeah. that, is that the case? Well, no. Uh, okay, so uh, back to the question about uh, the, the three brands. Mm. So. Uh, Produa and Proton commands 80% of the market share mm. uh, in, in, in Trungano. Mm. So, uh, then the other 20% is, you know, shared among the, uh, the other brands. Uh, but having said that, uh, uh, the reason why we took up Mitsubishi was, the number one, is because of the, the, the pickup segment. Mm. So, uh, pickup is, is uh, widely used in, in Trunganu. As you know, you know, Jalan Kampong and then plus there's a lot of plantation. It complements to our range. Yeah, mm. the, the, the product complements to our range of uh, vehicles that we provide for our customers. And then on top of that, uh, two years, three years ago, uh, or two, two years ago, uh, Mitsubishi launched a compact MPV, a seven-seater, the Expander. So, uh, and the Expander does very, very well uh, in our market, uh, being a, a non-national uh, compact MPV that can sit seven people. So, as you know, Trunganu, you know, um, is a predominantly Malay market, and the Malay tends to have big families. <coughs> yeah, so uh, the, 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 that, that vehicle does very well here. Expander. Yeah, the Expander. Mm. Mm. One thing I find quite interesting about, I mean, because I've been to speaking to a lot of different types of people uh, during my time here, um, is that apparently there's a popular motor culture here. Correct me if I'm wrong, motor, motorcycle culture. Motorcycle yeah, culture, culture. Yeah. Yeah. So I got to pass by my dad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but uh, at the same time, um, based on that, I'm just trying to, like, I guess, connect the two dots. Uh, what's, what's the car ownership rate like here in terms of, I mean, and especially for you because you've observed it from years ago, like, like, do you see a lot of people buying cars a lot more now these days? Uh, yeah. You see, the thing is, a lot of things has evolved. Mm. So, like, uh, those days, uh, from the sedan car, which is very popular, now it's moving into a SUV segment. Mm. Okay, it's moving to a SUV segment. Then uh, you have a now people are getting uh, richer, more money in their pocket. So that's what they are going for the higher range car like uh, Wellfire, mm. luxurious MPV. Mm. And then uh, that, that's where it comes uh, the big bikes like Harley Davidson, Kawasaki, and all this have become a craze now. Mm. So you have uh, extra money, or now even uh, not extra money, but it has become a fashion that you need big bikes in your home other than the cars. Mm. There has to be one or two big bikes in the home. So it has become a craze. Mm. Okay? So uh, this is the, <laughs> mm-hmm. the trend now. <laughs> the, the trend, but... The but, passion. Ah, I see. But, but, but is that a, a threat to your business in terms of like people... Yeah. Uh, actually, no. Yeah. It, it is a different segment. It's a different segment. It, it doesn't affect uh, 
actually those who wants to buy the bike the big bikes and all that already has a car Uh, actually, the car is a, now is it is a necessity, mm. and then it it, it I mean uh, it goes uh, as you progress as your uh, income increase and all that. So you move up the ladder. Eh? Mm. Uh, yeah, Let, let's talk about the sales trend uh, over the last few years. Um, how many units have you been selling? And you know we also have to factor in the pandemic, right? That happened like two three years ago. Uh, how did the pandemic impact your business as well? Ah, okay. Um, yeah, I think pre-pandemic, we were, as a group, we were averaging around about 200 units per month, you know. But then, of course, the pandemic, uh, in a way, uh, thanks to the government's, uh, you know, initiative, um, making it tax-free or SST-free for all uh, uh, locally assembled vehicles yeah because of the penjana so our sales actually boom mm. uh, during the pandemic I mean in, until now uh, you know we are still um, fulfilling back orders you know um, yeah so so now we are averaging about 300 plus uh, units per month mm. yeah um, in terms of I guess interacting with your customers do you hear perhaps the reason why they're buying cars apart from I guess the, the tax incentives and whatnot from from the government um, was there any like perhaps yeah specific reasons why you know post pandemic because anecdotally speaking I have friends who, who has been taking who have been taking public transport for the longest time but decided to buy a car because perhaps you know they were worried about safety and whatnot yeah so was correct. that was that was that also yeah one of the reasons why perhaps I think that's one of the factor I think mm. because of the yeah because of this fear of uh, you know uh, being in a crowd right mm. uh, public transportation all that and basically uh, make people want to own a car. Uh, on top of that, of course, then the incentive of this penjana uh, zero tax, and I think to a certain extent, maybe also is like revenge spending. You know, uh, people you know forced to stay at home uh, or, or can't travel. You know, so I guess it's yeah, maybe a bit of revenge spending as well. So and at the same time, also I think um, there are quite a few new models also being. Launched during that time, so it's just a combination of these factors, I believe. Mm, a lot of a lot of different factors. Okay, mm. so well, uh, 2022 was a blockbuster year. Uh, the Malaysian Automotive Association has noted that although there will be gains made from uh, 2023 to 2027, these will be at volumes lower than the record 2022 figure. Uh, is this in line with your own expectations uh, for the business ahead? Um, yes, I, I I think it's just the market is just returning back to normal. Uh, in terms of our pipeline, we are still uh, above pre-pandemic levels. It's just that it's not at that crazy the last two years. Uh, yeah, the, yeah the, 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 the crazy levels that we've seen the last two years. Yeah, mm-hmm. So the month is moderating. We are still above pre-pandemic. So yeah, just the market is just going back to normal. Mm. All right. Um, so these days, I mean, I have to touch on this. I mean, considering the, the brands that you bring in for now... Um, Uh, EVs are also becoming a, a bit more popular, uh, especially in the Klang Valley. You can see a lot of, I mean, you're beginning to see a lot of EVs, I guess, uh, being sold, you know, being driven around town and whatnot. Um, yeah, what's the situation like here with regard to that? In terms of, I guess, perhaps your, observ- your own observation of whether EV is, is, I guess, beginning to pick up here. What's the infrastructure is like here in, in Kuala Terengganu? And, whether, and how will, it will potentially 
even impact your business. Yeah. Okay. So I think it's good that we get both my perspective and my dad's perspective. So I'll start. Mm. Um, yeah, I, th- I think definitely EV is the way of the future. Uh, there's no, you know, there's no turning back. Uh, yeah. So the, the only thing now is, of course, is the, is, is the infrastructure. I think um, uh, I still feel that EV is still a rich man's toy at this point in time because of the infrastructure and also because of the product offering at this point in time. But definitely the market is heating up. Uh, is something that we are looking into. Um, but then again, it's like, you know, uh, yeah, just to, I guess we, we just want to be at, at the, in, in the market at the right time. Mm. Uh, so, yeah, that, that's basically how I see how EV will play out. Nah. All right. Let me pass what, wait, what about your dad's thought on this? Uh, actually, <clears throat> We are quite interested in the EV. We have been discussing a lot of, uh, but uh, I feel because of the like what Ken was saying, because of the in- infrastructure, the charging station uh, and all that. So it'll take some time for our, uh, especially Trungano market, mm. to to pick up, mm. and then also the price, the price itself. So, yeah, Go, going into the EV business for me, I think will take quite some time, probably another three, four years time mm-hmm. until they have all the stations up mm-hmm. and running. Uh, then, uh, mm. But how closely are you guys observing the market in terms of finding the right time to perhaps enter, enter the scene? Very closely. Very closely. <laughs> okay, yeah. Uh, in terms of appetite from customers, um, um, I mean, yeah, I understand that the price can still be be prohibitive for now. But um, do you hear any demand from from customers and whatnot regarding EV? Uh, actually, no. Uh, we we don't uh, have customers who come and say, hey, "Look, uh, can you get me an EV and all that?" Mm. No. So, like it is now, it is uh, you you don't have a a closed market or territorial anymore. Mm-hmm. The customer can simply Google or get into the uh, media and then you have all these uh, things coming out. So if even uh, my own relatives and all that, if they want uh, EV, a few of them has got uh, BMW EVs, uh, Merth EVs and all that. Mm-hmm. They don't buy it from Trungano. They take it from uh, KL, mm. which is a bigger town. Mm. So they source it out themselves. Mm. Uh, okay, so yeah. that's what, from Trungano market, uh, I think, uh, yeah, it might take about, the fastest will be probably three years' time. Mm. In fact, here we don't even have a st- charging station except for R&R per sign, yeah. I think there's one charging station in the Tanjung Vista Hotel, if I'm not mistaken. Mm, yeah. All right. Okay. Yeah. Uh, let, let's talk about the, I guess, um, support from 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 the state government. Perhaps you know, what has support uh, been like from from the state government in terms of, you know, supporting local businesses, car dealerships, or otherwise. Okay. I think this one. Uh, I think from our perspective, is more of. Uh, uh, the state government's effort to uh, to grow uh, 
basically to grow the local economy. Mm. So if the local, when the local economy grows, then naturally there'll be, you know, the population will have more disposable income, then they'll be looking at, you know, car purchases. So in terms of direct support so far for our industry, there's no direct support. It's more of uh, local government's effort to to grow the, the <coughs> local economy. Yeah. Mm, all right. You know, Terengganu is well known for being a bit of a swing, swing state. Yeah. So, so does that um, affect business, or is that something that that's yeah? Is that good for business or bad for business? So Especially it, being part of like the Tereng- opposition state. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, how how okay. they like like a swing? <laughs> in fact, in fact, yeah, opposition state. Or but but politically speaking, Terengganu can be a bit of a swing state, right? Correct. You, 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 a swing state. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Swing state. Difficult to know you know where where you know one day it can be. It can fall from one party. Next day, it can fall to another party. Yeah. So, yeah. How, how how has business been like? You know, for, for you guys, you know, you've been around for years here. Yeah. Is that yeah. something that you you perhaps keep an eye on, think about? For for business, I think it's all the same. Actually, uh, like what was uh, what Ken is saying. Uh, doing business is all the same. The compliance, the all, is is all the same. Uh, Trunganu being an opposition state, I, I don't think there's uh, any, I mean, hindrance or obstruction to the business, okay? But uh, on the federal side, actually, the the government is helping a lot in uh, releasing the loan to the, to the uh, industry and all that. Uh, so that helps a lot, okay? Mm. But uh, being an opposition in in the opposition state, uh, it's not a hindrance. <laughs> uh, it's not a hindrance. All right. Okay. So, um, just I guess just to conclude the interview, what uh, what's your I guess future outlook for for your business here, and what what do you foresee uh, in terms of growth in the next I guess maybe five years? You know, in terms of car ownership, appetite for for cars, and also yeah, how how business will scale up next? Yeah, for us, I think yeah, there 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 are a lot of challenges. Definitely, EV being one of them. Of course, with uh, the adoption of EV, then you change the, 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 the car ownership landscape. Of course, then you have the autonomous vehicle. That also will change the way maybe people would uh, own cars. You know, maybe people in the future do not want to own cars. They just want to lease or they just want to subscribe, you know. So, um, yeah, so th- these are basically uh, potential headwinds for, for our industry. Of course, then EV is, you know, uh, EV will have less maintenance. So so what we're going to do with our technicians, our foremen, our, our service uh, centers, right? So, um, yeah, so, so these are basically the, 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 the challenges that, that, that we'll be facing. Uh, in general, I, I personally still very optimistic. I think... Um, uh, somehow, I just feel that you know, Malaysian has got this, you know, has got some kind of uh, you know, a real sentimental attachment to car ownership. You know, so yeah, they yeah, are rather than uh, subscribe. So, but but having said that, we have to prepare ourselves. You know, so um, then obviously there's a you know lately I'm pretty sure you know there's a lot of uh, new. Uh, players coming into the market, especially from China, so that will also, you know, create a very interesting uh, scenario into our automotive landscape as well. So uh, we are optimistic. I think 
you know, uh, as long as politically we are stable, you know, uh, you know, uh, I believe uh, you know our country will continue to prosper. Yeah. As for the state, actually, I'm very optimistic with the our. Uh, Trungganu government uh, opening up the interior side uh, with the ECRL coming in, a lot of stations coming up, and then with a lot of industries uh, coming in to to the state. So that will create more opportunities uh, for us. Uh, take for example, like they are opening up another area in. Uh, South of uh, Kuala Trungganu in Chino, which uh, is going to be a new industrial area, so it's opening up. So the future looks good. <laughs> you just heard from Kenny Teo, Group Managing Director of Indasari Automobile, and he's also joined by his son Kenneth Teo, the CEO of this car dealership business that's based in Kuala Trungganu. If you miss any part of this conversation, you can find it again on our website, bfm.my, or on our app, which you can get from the Apple App Store or Google Play. Thank you for listening. This has been Open for Business with me, Hanif Parudin, right here on BFM 89.9, The Business Station. listening to a podcast from BFM 89.9, The Business Station. For more stories of the same kind, download the BFM app.